0: This podcast is brought to you by OnX Hunt, the app that has completely changed the game and helps you increase your success rates every time you go out in the field. It's something that we legitimately use every single day. It doesn't matter if we're talking elk hunting, deer hunting, duck hunting, upland hunting, bass fishing, it does not matter. We don't go a day without using OnX Hunt. Public and private land boundaries, the new crop filters, the new 3D mapping system. There is not a time where Onyx cannot help you, and they update it all the time, which helps you increase your success rates. So go and check out the Onyx Hunt app today. Use the promo code PRIMOS20 to get 20% off your Onyx Hunt membership. Can
1: you hear me all right? There it goes. Yeah, I hear you fine. You hear me? All right. Yep. Gotcha. I just never know with like, I use, you know, I use the headphones so I can hear better, but I think it still goes through my computer audio. So yeah, no, man,
0: I've, uh, I know what you mean. I finally, I've done enough of these zoom podcasts where I feel like I've got a relatively good feel for it, but you, you never know. I did Mm -hmm. one, one time it was in the earlier days, but like I put, I still use this mic because it, I just like the input of my audio through it better, but like I didn't hook up I thought it was synced up, but it didn't. So it was all wonky, but yeah, it was all, uh,
1: I had to go through a crash course of zoom podcasting when the pandemic hit, (laughs) you know, I think as did everybody basically forced, you know, forced everyone into it. Yeah, it was. So, um, if
0: you're good with it, man, like we can just go straight into it. I don't need to tell you how this works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's do Um, it. Yeah. So the main like I, the thing that sparked, I mean, I, I think me and you before, I'm pretty sure at some point I was like, hey, man, we need to have you back on. And then we just never did it. And so, yeah, what what put it all together is I, I'm I'm sure you've seen it already, but I know I know you do the stamp it forward deal, um, the stamp it forward. And then, did you see that uh, John Oliver yeah, sure. late night thing? Sure did.
1: <laughs> how, how awesome was that? Yeah, that was pretty great. I mean, uh, like the fact that the fact that they would go that hard into a joke as a way, like, and mm-hmm. then have this whole idea to like raise money on the back end, like that's pretty that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what John
0: Oliver's views on hunting are. I would say just from, just from what I saw, cause I went and watched like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I do not think he's a hunter himself, but he's definitely not against it. I mean, how could he be, you know, having, right. going that far into it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I mean, nonetheless. yeah, I, I, when at first uh, somebody sent me the link and when it first kicked off, I was like, oh, great, here we go. He's going to be just like basically bad mouthing hunters and, you know, like the whole concept surrounding, like having to have hunting imagery within the stamp and the whole thing. Um, But like the fact that he kind of turned it around and I think they raised about $75,000. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So pretty, pretty, pretty awesome for the program. And like, you know, like we're always talking to hunting, you know, we're like, like our, our following our lane is like, we're preaching to the choir pretty much. But like Mm -hmm. you get a guy like that who has millions and millions of viewers every week and he's, or every night, and he's talking about, uh, you know, like conservation on that big of a scale. Like it's hard to know if anybody, or, you know, how many people actually went out and bought a duck stamp after that, but it can't hurt. Like just that education piece is huge.
0: Yeah. I, I honestly like what you just brought up. I've, I've struggled with that before, you know, cause that's something it's, we used to, I mean, I feel like it very much. So like two, probably three years ago somewhere in that timeframe, we were hearing it a lot. Like we need to get our message to the mainstream, this, that, and the other. And then exactly what you said, I was like, well, how do we do that? Because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of us folks out there, albeit like brand pages or individuals like yourself, like we're, we're constantly, you know, pumping what we know and trying to spread education. But like you said, I'm like, I feel like we're just reaching people that already hunt though, you know? So it's like, how do you break that barrier and then you see something like that you're like well that's awesome like i don't know what got to him like that's that's my question is like what
1: provoked him to do that you know right yeah and you you wish you could figure out that source because you know did it did it stem from you know like there's kind of been this little murmur around the duck stamp obviously what we're doing helping educate people i'm not gonna sit here and be like he probably heard it from us like which he i'm sure he didn't but, you know, cause we're on such a small scale. I mean, we've raised some money for the duck stamp program. Uh, you know, as of this morning, I, uh, we're over, let's see, 591 stamps, um, whatever that is, $14,000, uh, has been raised this year. And then we did just shy of 40,000 last year and 25,000 the year before. So we're, you know, about, what is that? 25, 65, about $80,000 raised over, you know, the course of three years so yeah. far. Um, but you know, I kind of want to, what our big part of stamp it forward is is just trying to help educate people on what that program is. And I think there's been a lot of people talking about the duck stamp program, uh, especially with the changes they made to the art contest with, you know, having to have hunting imagery for there in there for a couple of years, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, calls or shells or decoys or whatever. Um, I think I think that probably sparked the conversation for him. And you know, obviously, you know, his whole bit is comedy. And so the fact that they would go through all the effort yeah. to, you know, turn like turn that into a dollar raising campaign is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cause the thing is, like you said, like you may be like talking about them going that deep into a
0: joke. Like that dude was riffing so much stuff off. I was like, he and his team or whoever did some research. Like mm-hmm. every joke they said, I was like, man, you don't just like pull that info out of the sky. You got to do some digging, which quite honestly, one of those paintings, the one with, I think it was like a blue wing teal. And then it had the,
1: the duck hunter game duck in the background. Like I want that. <laughs> that I know. I
0: thought that painting was pretty great.
1: Yeah. And I think that one auctioned yeah. off for like 10 or I don't know. I didn't look at the final numbers, but the last time I had checked that one, is that like 10 or $12,000? So <laughs> So uh, here's how
0: you like this for a segue. So I can't figure out, I said, I, I don't have any connection to John Oliver. I can't figure out what provoked him to do that, but I can figure out, I can figure out what provoked you to start doing the stamp it forward deal. So I know from what you said earlier, y'all are on year three. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about what started this in the first place. I mean, I know you've been involved in several public land initiatives for, years now, but what started Stamp It Forward specifically?
1: Yeah, so it all stemmed from growing up in, you know, the prairie pothole region of the Dakotas, you know, so I grew up in South Dakota, went to school in North Dakota, which is basically the duck factory. Um, And we, you know, as a family, like my dad and brother and I, we hunted every weekend, you know, you know, Friday night football would end and we'd be like on the road to some little small town uh, chasing whatever ducks we could find the next morning. So we've been kind of really engrossed in waterfowling you know for a long long time and obviously that transitioned more into big game western hunting Uh, as both Josh and I got a little bit older that's my older brother uh, for all of you listening but we always had that that roots of waterfowling like just really deep to the core and I I did it, you know, Josh moved to Wyoming for school, learn how to elk hunt. I went to North Dakota state so I could be in closer proximity to good waterfowl hunting. Um, and so I think just having it, all of that tradition kind of built into like our personal hunting culture. Um, and then as, as I, as we jumped into the whole public land tease thing, the public land bus the you know, everything surrounding conservation uh, raising money for all this stuff, you start to learn it more about all these programs and what they actually do. So you have things like the Land and Water Conservation Fund, the Pittman-Robertson Act, the Dingle johnson Act, um, and all of those are amazing things for, for the conservation and the way we do, the way we fund conservation in this country. But there's really nothing that holds a candle to the dollar amount that goes back to conservation uh, above and beyond the duck stamp. So Anybody listening that hasn't bought a duck stamp or doesn't know the history of the duck stamp, it was uh, passed by Congress. Congress signed into law in 1934, and that was the first mm-hmm. year of the duck stamp back then. It was $1, but uh, they put it into the bill that by law, 98% of the purchase price has to be spent on wetland conservation. So that's everything from uh, the national refuge system, waterfowl production areas, conservation easements, um, it basically yeah, 98% of every dollar spent on a duck stamp has to be spent on protecting, preserving, or increasing wetland habitat. So once kind of learned about, you know, learned more about the duck stamp program, what that all meant, because I was naive as well. Like, you know, grew up, always had to buy a duck stamp after turning 16. You know, it was just always something you had to do to go waterfowl hunting and never thought, you know, above and beyond that. It was always just one more, you know, one more hurdle to jump before I could go shoot ducks. Uh, But once you learn about that and you realize how effective that program is, they, you know, the duck stamp program alone has protected over 6 million acres of wetlands. And so we came up with this concept as a way to leverage a tool that's already in place and came up with Stamp It Forward as a way to not only like try to really fund and fuel more, like, you know, funnel more money into the duck stamp program, but use it as a way to educate people about the federal duck stamp, what it does for conservation. Uh, the, I think one of the coolest things about it and what I've been able to tell people is it's one of the only things that you don't like it, the, the um, barrier to entry on a duck stamp is so low. So you don't need to be part of an organization to buy one. You don't need to have a hunting license to buy one. You don't need to be a hunter to buy one. Uh, any person can go out and buy a duck stamp and know that 98% of that money, which is crazy, like really like 98% of that money is going to, uh, protect habitat for future generations. So, um, just kind of put all that together and came up with that concept as a way to raise a whole pile of money for duck stamps and, uh, kind of get people fired back up about the federal duck stamp. And hopefully, you know, and I, you know, but from the messages that come back in and pictures that people post and whatever, like, yes, people are donating to us to go buy duck stamps, but there are a pile of people that each year now are going out and buying two, three, five, ten 10 duck stamps on their own as a way to kind of like further that. So it's hard, you know, we can't tally it all correctly, but it's hard to know how much of a ripple effect that has had like on duck stamp sales right. and, uh, you know, just at least people knowing about it. Yeah. That's
0: you make a good point there because I remember when I first got into waterfowl hunting and it wasn't like as early as you were like, I mean, obviously, um, living and growing up in Mississippi, we had access to to duck hunting, especially because you know, where I live, I didn't live in the Delta or along the Mississippi river, alluvial Valley, but I was within, I, w- I was within a good shot range of it. Like we, that's what, when I got into duck hunting, that's what we would do. We would load up from, uh, my my house or buddy's house in central Mississippi, and we would make. A, and we'd have to wake up at like one a.m. sometimes, but we'd make our hauls to get to the good duck spots because we could get there within an hour, two hours, maybe three, depending on where we went. But I can remember my my first introduction to a duck stamp is I just it was something like you said it was something that I had to get to be legal to duck hunt, and that's all that it registered in my mind as. And I remember even as like a a young kid, I was like, this is kind of odd that I have to go to a post office to buy Mm -hmm. this thing that I have to go hunting with. And I can, I remember, man, like in the, when I was at Mississippi state, it was getting close to the duck opener and it like every duck hunter that was a student in Mississippi state must've hit up every post office in the nearby like region because me and my roommate, we had to go like an hour outside of our college (laughs) town to find a post office that had a stamp. Cause we were like, it opens tomorrow. We have a stamp, but that's, that's all I likened it to. I was like, this is something that I need to go duck on. And that's it. And I didn't even realize, like you said, like anybody can go in there and purchase a stamp and it go towards conservation. And there's really, like you said, there's nothing else like that. And I think I, you kind of, it's, I don't want to say take it for granted, but I kind of did because I just, I guess, being introduced to it early, I just didn't realize how unique of a process that that was. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really is cool. And, I, and it's, it's especially cool that folks like you and then obviously like the John Oliver thing is shedding light on it because you've got to be like, wow, man, there's not, there's just not many things in our world that function
1: like that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Especially in, you know, it doesn't matter what industry in, you're in, like, but especially in the world of conservation, you know, there's, there's a, we work with a ton of conservation organizations, but for those organizations to run, there's a certain amount of overhead that they have to take out of their donations to make the organization run. So yeah, the duck stamp right. is very unique, very unique in the fact that like so much of that money is able to be put right back into the ground. Um, yeah. So it's a pretty. Pretty cool program, and we've been, you know, very proud to, you know, like try to spread the word. And yeah, I was gonna to touch on the fact that you were running around trying to buy a, a duck stamp at the post office. Um, uh, I actually got a lot of crap in year one because I, uh, we always kick off the pr- program by buying a bunch of stamps ourselves. You know, we have a, a pot at public Land Tees of donation money from every item we sell. Five dollars goes into this pot, and then we find projects to donate that money to whether it be, we tr- really try yeah. for like public land access, uh, easements, that type of thing. Uh, but we always reserve some of the money to kick off the stamp it Forward program. So in year one, we bought a hundred duck stamps. That's $2,500. So I went to the bank, pulled out 2,500 cash and then filmed my, like kind of just did like little selfie videos of myself driving around to all the different mm-hmm. post offices and buying those first hundred stamps. And uh, I got a whole pile of crap from people thinking that I was taking away the opportunity <laughs> for somebody who may I have, remember that. Yeah. Who may have not bought a stamp yet. And they were thinking that I was, you know, like getting rid of this resource. Um, and I had to educate a whole lot of people that uh, you can, you can either buy them at the post office or you can just go online and buy the e-stamp now and that little receipt is good for 45 days and they do mail you a physical stamp after that so um yeah it was it was pretty funny to uh i mean season had been open for like three weeks so there wasn't you know it wasn't like a whole lot of people were like buying them the day before season or something like that (laughs) but Yeah. yeah. yeah i was
0: like before so you bring that up And I was, I was going over in my head. I mean, I didn't spend too much time struggling with it, but I was like, do I bring that up or not? Because I got not, I didn't get agitated at you. I got agitated that people were getting, giving you crap about that. I was like, really? Like, really? Like, do you not? Kind of like what you just said. I was like, folks were, I remember somebody was like, imagine not being able to go duck hunting because you couldn't get a stamp. And then you find out that this guy has been driving around buying all of them. I'm like, bro it's 20 what was it at the time 2019 mm-hmm. or 2020 yeah, i was like bro do you not like obviously because you want you want to one it's like the thing where it gets under your skin but then i had to have enough self-reserve like it's not going to do me any good to reach out <laughs> and tell that guy that he's an idiot but that's what i wanted to do i'd be like do you you obviously have not duck hunt a lot because if you did you would realize that you can buy these things online and he's not taking an opportunity away from anyone
1: yeah and but, there's there's not a limited number I of could get on a whole, printed each year, so I think that was the yeah, other thing I, I, could, I wanted. To I could get on, on a little. tangent about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that it's. I got so
0: aggravated. I was like, this is the I, I hunters cannibalizing other hunters. If if somebody, if another hunter does something stupid, like breaks the law, and then I mean, if we want to like police each other about that. Sure. But something like stamp it forward, like go float a rock, man. You know, (laughs) like don't pick something else to go get angry
1: about. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, uh, sorry. I could could get on a soapbox about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that that one, that one made me laugh. So going into year two, just to like, make sure we didn't really offend anybody or trigger anybody. uh, We started, uh, we found a post office where we could request, (laughs) we could request a hundred or 200 stamps at a time and they would show up in a few days. Um, and then we would just, you know, go and buy a hundred and 200 at a time, or you can hop on usps.com, which I've been doing, uh, this year and just ordering a couple hundred at a time and, uh, getting them out there. So they can be shipped out with all the merchandise we're selling.
0: Yeah. So normally what I do or like, and I would wait till like the end of the podcast, but it, it would go into it now. Like if someone wants to participate and stamp it forward in mm-hmm. any degree, like what can they do?
1: Yeah. So uh, basically, the whole concept is if I should probably like clarify what Stamp It Forward is. So we ask people to donate money to us as a way to buy duck stamps. And with 100% of the funds that we receive, we go out and purchase additional federal duck stamps. And then we give them away uh, through merchandise sales on the website. And kind of like the goal of that whole thing is let's say you make a donation and then you go over to our website or you can donate right on the website. So let's say you go to our website today. And you make a donation. It's right. It's the first item on the page. It just says stamp it forward donation. It's $25. You can buy as many as you want. For every $25 we get, we'll go buy more duck stamps. But let's say you do a donation and then you buy a shirt and a Yeti mug and a whatever sticker pack. Well, you're going to get three duck stamps for those three items that you bought. And the goal with it is we want you to sure use the stamp, you know, one for yourself if you haven't already got one this year, but we want you to gift those stamps to other people. We want you to get new waterfowlers out into the field. We want to want we want you to give them to people who don't even hunt as a conversation starter. We want you to talk about conservation and talk about the duck stamp program and educate people beyond your circle of hunting buddies about the federal duck stamp and what that really means. So um, if people want to participate, mm-hmm. they can certainly go to our website and uh, hop on there and donate. Again, 100% of the money we receive in donations, we will go out and buy more duck stamps, but if you're looking for a stamp for yourself or looking to to gift one to a friend, you know, get a shirt anyway, you know, then you'll have a stamp in your pocket for somebody who's like, Oh, I can't go hunting. I don't have a stamp. Like I got you covered and then take them out. So the, the whole goal is to buy more infuse more money into the duck stamp program, not just to be a replacement location for people to buy their stamps. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I like it, man. I love it. Actually.
0: It, it, uh, And I think, like I said, I I, want to bring more awareness because I still, even though we live in like a social media world, where in a lot of ways we don't have we don't have as many like state lines and regional influences, I still feel to like some degree it's like I don't know, like I I don't know. I feel like folks will tend to follow more folks, even on social media, that stick to their region. You know, you just mm-hmm. tend to concentrate. And so I'm like, man, I want to bring some of this, stamp it forward at least. Because, I mean, obviously, it, the, the primo Primo's, we have, you know, people know who Primo's is nationwide, but we're strongest in the Southeast because that's where we are. And so if I can shed some light on that program down
1: here, then I feel like I'm doing some good, you know? Yeah, no, that's huge, man. Like, just spreading the word about the project is is amazing. So thanks for all the help on that.
0: Shoot, yeah, man. You're always doing some kind of interesting stuff, whether it's a bus <laughs> or a, you got a, you still got the van now. Oh yeah. Like you yep, still the got van the van. And the, yep. Yeah. Wild <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try to keep um, it
1: interesting. You know, you gotta, you gotta have fun while you're doing all this stuff. Cause uh, you know, like if, if I don't keep it fresh, I start, I tend to get bored really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: sure like most people had to have seen that bus or van now but when this goes up we'll have to share some pictures just so people can realize like some of the crazy you know some of the stuff you've done is just yeah like you said you keep it interesting to say the least so what do you like uh what do you let's take the take the conversation just a slightly different turn so like do you have like a any sort of idea like where this fall hunting season is going to take you like do you have any specific places you want to end up or are you
1: just kind of taking it day by day uh no there's typically like definitely have a plan going into the end of the year um and so this this year's no different i've got i uh, was just up in alaska for about three weeks uh my brother and i were chasing moose up there and did not end up having any legal bulls present themselves in front of us we spent a lot of time just hanging out in the bush, waiting for, uh, waiting for something that was big enough to shoot, but didn't, didn't happen for us. Um, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the year, man, I've got a lot of deer tags burning holes in my pockets. And, uh, and then I'm going to try to get out and do some more waterfowl hunting, uh, especially with all the Stampin' Forest stuff going on. I just, you know, would like to kind of get back into participating more in waterfowling than I have over the last few years, um, with all the other stuff going on. And then, um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to go in quite a bit of family hunting this year, uh, which is great. I always love that. We've got a big family deer camp uh, mid-November that'll happen. Um, but between now and then, I'm kind of bouncing around just chasing mule deer and whitetail uh, all over the place. So it'll be it's going to be a busy one. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. Are you still
0: like how do you how do you decide whether you're taking bus or van? Like what's
1: the determining factor? uh uh mostly taking the van these days just based on gas prices <laughs> <laughs> that's the factor that's yeah. a that's a that's a fair answer yeah yeah, yeah. i would say
0: ridiculous lately. i would
1: say speed of travel and gas prices so yeah 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 i mean yeah was, I was that what started the van in the first place no the the van was so the the van kind of stemmed from uh like the bus was awesome. You know, it's been a really super fun project. Um, but after a while, like it's, uh, it's just kind of a lot to move around the country. Um, and so the van was kind of a way to be able to drive the speed limit, um, have air conditioning and heat and uh, cruise control. All, you know, all those things are, are very nice <laughs> four wheel drive. You know, like it, you could, you can drive into a place rather than just like, parking in a campground or the foothills of somewhere like on a flat spot um and then having to like hop yeah. in another truck or whatever to get to the next location. But um yeah it's just kind of you know Josh and I really like building stuff and wrenching on whatever and you know creating these kind of like hunting rigs. Um, so we'll probably continue to do more of that in the future. But uh yeah I was not sure where we're going on the vehicle front. Who knows? Maybe we'll do another bus just because <sighs> just
0: thinking man like i mean and i'm sure you you, some of these like places that i've pulled into and go out of state like i just think like trying to park a whole bus or better yet like back up to turn the thing around like i could mm, i would have issues
1: (laughs) you know (laughs) well the uh i pulled a little you know of course like i you know you'd think i'd be able to fit everything inside the bus but I pulled the little six by 10 utility trailer behind the bus Uh, year one. I had a four wheeler on it that I borrowed from my dad. And then in the second year, uh, uh, Yamaha had given me a, like an outdoor grant and uh, loaned me a a side-by-side. So I had the bus with this little short trailer and there was a couple of times where I had to like turn the whole rig around. And you want to talk about a three point turn more like a, you know, 300 point turn by the time you get that, <laughs> long, that long wheelbase with that super long tail end on that thing and then pushing around this little tiny trailer. Oh yeah. man, I, I felt like Austin Powers every time I tried to do it. You know, like when he's like stuck in the little, <laughs> stuck in the little hallway, like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, like like you said, like that long wheelbase and then that short little trailer mm-hmm. cutting like it does. Oh, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. I almost took out the power to an entire a small town in Montana one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was out uh, filming for Jason Matzinger, and it had rained a bunch. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't going to be able to get out to where uh, we were hunting with the bus. And I'd found a spot in this little town that they were willing to let me park the bus kind of back behind um, this like little establishment. And mm-hmm. I was like, great, you know, it's this big open grass field, right? So like, and uh, so I like, pulled the whole bus in there and I've got the trailer on, pulled the bus in there. It got straightened out. So I'm going straight backwards. And I was just, you know, going slow, watching my mirrors, making sure I'm not going to, you know, run into anything or making sure the trailer's not jackknifing on me. And all of a sudden, like just, boom! and like, I like hit the back of my seat and slammed on the brakes. And I looked above me and the power line directly above me was just like shaken back and forth oh no and there was one power pole in the middle of that giant open field and i with all the like all the stuff in the bus behind me i didn't see the pole um and so i had perfectly dead centered it but luckily the 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 whatever the uh the ramp on the trailer absorbed most of the blow and i didn't just like knock oh, over that power pole because yeah, I would have I would have taken out power that whole time. I like looked at the line. It was the one that was the main one that ran all the way through town. And I was like, oh, that was just somebody looking out for me there. Pretty <laughs> sure they would have asked you to not park there again. Yeah, you yeah you're not leave. welcome. <laughs> you're not welcome here again. <laughs> You've killed our town.
0: Please go away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh How often would you like be on a national forest or something and folks see that bus and just
1: approach you and be like, what in the world do you have going on? You know, it wasn't as much as I would have thought, but I definitely got like, I definitely had some cool conversations with people like over the years. Um, Most of the time though, it was when I was traveling to and from a location. Like if I was, you know, driving across the country, stopped at a gas station or, you know, pulled in somewhere to eat or whatever, uh, I don't know yeah. how many tours I gave of the bus to like just random strangers, um, but it was, it was pretty great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like very, the very first night that I ever stayed in the bus on the road uh, I got woken up by a police officer cause I was parked in the wrong spot. So I got to give him a tour of the bus and then he escorted <laughs> me to somewhere I could park. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're an interesting guy, Sam. Uh, well, look, man, I, I won't, I won't hold you any longer. Thank you for being willing to hop onto the show on short notice and, and share the program at Stamp It Ford really is a cool thing you're doing, man. Like truly um, do, do me a favor one more time in case they didn't get it the first time. Uh, plug, you know, how people, where people can follow you on social um, and then how they can then get involved with Public Land Tees, Stamp It forward, any
1: of that good stuff that you do. Yeah. So uh, if you want to follow along with what we're doing, uh, Instagram is just at Public Land Tees or my personal is at Sam Soholt. And then if you would like to donate to Stamp It Forward, uh, just head over to our website, which is publiclandtees.com. And uh, you should be like, I've got a, there's a little header that says public land or uh, Stamp It Forward. So you can check out the whole project there and kind of who's donated in the past and what we've been doing with it. Uh, You can make a donation right there. And then again, we are giving duck stamps away on the website right now with every item you order. So Um, yeah, hop over there. If we strongly encourage people to go in, make a donation, also buy something to just keep that pay it forward concept going with this whole thing. So the next person that goes and picks up some merch, they can also get a duck stamp to uh, do what they will with. So yeah, but that's, that's pretty much it.
0: Awesome, man. Too good of a cause not to get behind guys. We're going to wrap this conversation up as always. Thank y'all for listening to the speak the Language podcast. We'll catch y'all back here next week. Thanks, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me on.